What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rotation Show with AJ and Alex. What's going on, guys? Welcome uh, back. Today we have a dope ass guest. It's our first yes, MMA sir. fighter. He is rank. Uh, he's our sixth guest, and he's a professional mixed martial artist um, based out of Sacramento. He's ranked number six in the world for US damn. UFC featherweight, which is damn. Uh, damn. Purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He is representing Uriah's uh, Uriah Favors team, Alpha. And let's all welcome Josh Emmett, man. Ooh, welcome to the welcome show, man. man. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. That's Glad to awesome. have you, man. Glad to have you. You're doing really big things for for Sacramento MMA. At, you know what I mean? And and a lot of people are watching. It's pretty oh, I dope, appreciate man. That. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Sixth in the world. What does that feel like? For me, it feels. I don't know. Does it mean that much yet? Because there's one thing that I'm trying to accomplish. You know, so it's. Uh, yeah. I'm super hard on myself and uh, my wife always tells me too like she's like you got to be you know you got to enjoy what you've accomplished and stuff like that because people can't even get in the UFC people can't get in these big organizations but I'm like I'm doing it for one thing I, I want that Number belt. One. I want to be like the, the best fighter on the planet in my yeah. weight class so I'm uh if I don't get there then I feel like a lot of this was a waste of my time but um, still well, you gotta smell the roses while you're there yeah and yes you haven't got that number one spot but you're well on your way bro yeah no, you're no, well on your so. way you I moved up so. quick yeah so you're you're killing it man i appreciate that Dude, that's exciting so but we want origins bro we want to know where you're from how you came up what got you interested in mma and how you kind of pushed your way into fucking ufc and made it happen yeah so um i've always been a huge fan of the sport of course um going back to like 99 2000 my best friend johnny and i we were watching uh you know the pay-per-view shout fights out johnny on. johnny yeah. shout out to johnny <laughs> we, we were watching the pay-per-view fights you know what i mean like yeah this is before it was mainstream before like the ultimate fighter yeah i think that was like 2004 or five or yeah, something like that right and it's uh you know i was a huge tito ortiz fan matt hughes liddell all those guys mm -hmm. and at the time i was like fuck i could do this you know like and that's when i was you know just stupid I, I was thinking like oh i can compete with these guys but i would have got killed you know back then just because i came from a wrestling background yeah and um so you're a wrestling background but were you like fighting in the streets were you like knocking people out uh, behind the scene or before you got into it professionally no or no. just you just had that fire i could do that yeah shit. yeah, yeah. Well, okay like, like i was I, I was an athlete my whole life so i okay. played every sport even though i was you know short and things like that like looking at me you wouldn't think i'm like athletic but i feel like i could play everything and i I picked everything up really well um but no it wasn't like obviously been in a handful of scuffles but never like a straight just fucking five minute fight on the street things get broken up so fast so it's like yeah. you know little scuffles here and there but uh I, I just knew i knew i could do it you know what i mean like because wrestling you'll see a lot of wrestlers that are not coordinated like i always say throw someone a football and you'll see how athletic they are or <laughs> dribble a basketball and yeah. um I just knew I could pick things up easy. So when I started boxing, I just kind of like, you know, was super passionate about boxing and the whole sport. But, um, you know, I just, I felt like the footwork was the same. Um, anything someone showed me, I would just like, I could, I could just do, you know, it emulate wasn't it. like a super heavy learning process. Yeah, it was like you fell into it. It wasn't, it wasn't awkward at all. And, uh, That's nice. and even like jujitsu would have been like more challenging at first, you know, it's like from coming from a wrestling background, I would, you know shoot a double leg keep my you know chest up and neck up and that's when someone would throw in like a guillotine so i 
I remember the first like jujitsu class or uh, MMA class I started a uh, you know, I got choked out several times, you know, but I learned real quick. I learned right. real quick to like tuck because my your, chin. your habits of wrestling exactly doesn't yeah. really go right into jujitsu like that. They're, exactly, they got ways to get you. But but that stopped real quick, you right. know, like after yeah. a, a few weeks or so. Then I, I just knew I had to keep my chin down, you know, not shoot with my, you know, my my head up. Damn. So so you got into wrestling first, and that's what you wrestled through high school or, or middle school, high school. Yeah, I started in middle school, then um, I wrestled in high school. Um, I wrestled in junior college at Sac City College, nice. and then I uh, I went on to the the four year level at Menlo College in the Bay Area. Oh yeah, yeah, Atherton, California. But even going back to how I started at Sac City, we were doing like a, a meet, like a, a dual meet, and this is when Uriah. Um, came into the gym and he was handing out flyers mm. because he was going to open his gym ultimate fitness yeah um and this i want to say this is in 2005 so i was like man here's my my shot like after the season's up i'm going to go check out his gym and uh that's kind of how things started so i went in there paid six months up front i was taking a lot of the um just regular classes for you know just like the the, the general public and then he saw a lot of potential on me and kind of came up to me you know three months after and asked if i was interested in fighting and how was, old were you at this point and i was uh i was probably like 20 yeah, i was 21 i think yeah i was 21 right you know, five, yeah and so uh, i was like yeah that's why i'm here so he invited me some pro classes and then um i ended up you know over the years i was getting offers to go wrestle um like in the east coast midwest but i don't i didn't want to go anywhere you know just stay close to home and um and i was young so uh i finally got you know called from menlo and i was like oh, i'll go down there and check it out and this is like two years later i knew i wanted to fight but i wanted to get my degree finished first just in case the fighting didn't work out for me smart so yeah, and, I, and i knew i'd go wrestle um another three years at like a, a high level which would transition into fighting because i knew i was going to come back and do this um yeah. and try to make it like a, a career and a profession and um yeah so i i did that for a few years came back in 2010 and then just kind of picked up where i where i left off Badass. That's cool. What? And then you got closer and closer <clears throat> to the to Uriah and the gym and the people. Yeah, it was it was it was tough, man. It was uh, it's it's still it's just a tough journey for me. But I feel like you know I've I've gone through so much adversity and like just just growing up didn't have an easy upbringing. Um, even in my my MMA career has been tough and like pegged with injuries and and things like that. But I feel like just you know the the passion and the drive and everything that i have and the determination is kind of like just keeps me keeps me going man the fire. It, yeah it's it's uh i'm not i'm not happy until i like achieve what i set out to do and That's uh, cool. it's like i'm just not content with anything you know until until it happens and yeah. and when i'm wh whether it's whatever i'm doing if i want like a a new fuck anything like a, a t-shirt a car a tv something like that it's like i'm so obsessed with it or something little you know it's like I'm not gonna do my, I'll do my research, but I'm not gonna like just wait a while, wait a few weeks, like I'm, I'm going out and getting that shit now. So that's yeah. why it just, it, it just drives it's, me it's to- It's that fire. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, you, you really gotta, <clears throat> you really gotta uh, dig deep and re-motivate yourself all the time. And if you keep, if you get satisfied or content, you start to lose and you start yeah. to decline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, I mean, if, if you can motivate yourself every day to, 
to be number one and not be content with number six. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, you're going to get there. And, and that's even just like from starting, you know, I, I had no money growing up and, and things like that. So it's like after I graduated um, college, you know, going back to Johnny and his wife, Elise, like they, uh, they said, why don't you just come move in with us? and uh, you don't have to worry about anything so I could pursue this dream of mine, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I, I have, I owe a lot of people like just credit because I, I wouldn't be fighting if it wasn't for them. I wouldn't be fighting if Uriah didn't open his, his gym in my backyard, I didn't have yeah. money, I wouldn't have traveled anywhere. Um, even I, going back to my, my wrestling coach at Sac City, Pachenko, um, I was scheduled to go into the military right after high school too. Really? Wow. But he hit me up like weeks before or something he's like i want you to come wrestle at sac city um i've been watching you for you know a few years i already signed you up for classes just come pick up your slip wow. you're on the team and i thought about it for a while then talking to my high school coach and yeah. stuff he's like you got your whole life to work and stuff go you know use you know use wrestling as a tool to get your degree have some fun like and so I just yeah. I listen to them. You know, I, I listen to a lot of people that tell me shit. That's like smart. I actually take the advice and, and, and fucking do it, you know, whereas a lot of people just goes over their head. If you they, think about it, that's like one phone call that switched your whole path in life. Dude, everything. There. You could have been a military you could have I mean that I mean yeah. you, you're probably in the in the Iraq war time yeah. and you could have been a soldier out there and, and and I was on the buddy system with a friend and he got deployed because this was in 05 mm, right. yeah. and uh yeah he had multiple back um surgeries from like explosions and things like that and yeah. got an honorable discharge but yeah. you know who knows if i would even be here you know yeah, right. so there's like so many different like paths and j journeys it's it's crazy and i have i have like some hard challenging things that i go through but like now i'm remembering like everything happens for a reason because yeah. i and i truly believe that because something will be so fucked up but then you know it'll lead me this way and then i'll go and then i think back and like relate on that i'm like man if that happened like this oh, yeah. wouldn't have but everyone was happy for it like you know my 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 mom my girlfriend my no one wanted me to go into no. the army especially during that time sure. it was a scary time and, yeah oh and, yeah big time. Yeah. my recruiter was pissed though yeah i can imagine <laughs> yeah. i can yeah, imagine he was pissed but hopefully um, it's okay <clears throat> so i know. graduated in 05 and i remember i i had a buddy who had a brother in in the marines that went mm. out there and he would come back and it, it, just the look on his face he, he the, it just changed him mm -hmm. and um i i started watching a lot of my friends go into the military and go out there and man that when they would come back it, it completely different people yeah sometimes and, and so. i have a few friends that are um one that's a seal he's, he's doing well but i i do have some friends that i i can tell it, it mess with them because yeah. they're they're over there and doing the craziest things you know absolutely it's like they're just not the same but then it's like <laughs> when i do see them and they just kind of they'll just like repeat the same story or just vent you know i just i just listen to them because it's yeah. dude, it's tough yeah you know? and all yeah, we could do is respect yeah. them because oh, they yeah. got way bigger balls than i do yeah 100 absolutely you don't want yeah. Me Absolutely. out there, bro. Yeah. I mean, I'm no. the stoner in the back. No. Afghan hashish guy. <laughs> fucking, yeah. Oh, it's war right time. In the hemp field Fuck, I, I don't yeah. know if I want to go to war right now, man. Just tell just Sarge be, I'll meet him later. You just want right. to be high. Yeah, I just want to be. Stoned. <laughs> and there's a lot of things going to that. It's like you know, I think of like my my wife and my mom and like people too you know I, I think if no one was around it was just me i'd be reckless as hell you yeah. know like but then i think about them and like oh, i can't do this because you know 
there's a ripple effect yeah it just it, yeah because i know it's like i've been on the other side where people do things and it, it does affect everyone around them and things yeah, like that so yeah. it's like i'm truly thinking about like you know if something happened or or whatnot or i, I did something that's stupid you know like it has a, yeah, a lot of effects yeah lot of sure. the butterfly yeah. effect yeah yeah so you got your your you're now training at uriah favors gym uh mm-hmm. uriah favors gym mm-hmm. you're getting better he's seeing it when did you uh, when did you first off your first amateur fight and then eventually get the call for UFC? How did that whole yeah, go, whole thing man, go down? So, let's see. I came back in 2010. I was uh, taking the class, or I mean, going to the pro classes, and uh, I don't know. I, so many people from around the world came and trained with us. You know, we have like one of the best teams in the world for the lighter weights, especially back then. You know, so yeah. I, I kind of knew where. I, I stacked up pretty quick, you know what I mean? Because I'm going with these guys that are in the in the UFC, like top contenders, things like that. They're professionals. And, yeah, right? yeah. And, and even when I was, uh, you know, I hadn't even had an amateur fight yet or maybe one amateur fight, I was like the main training partners for all of these guys. Like <laughs> Dan, Danny Castillo, I was his main training partner. When he, a punching bag? When, no, just like, just because I can drill with them. And, right, you yeah. Know, I can emulate, you can last I can, with I can, them. I can, I can emulate people like different styles that going oh. back to like the, oh, you know, dope. being athlete like i can see stuff or watch things and just emulate it so i would watch film on their opponents and then you know i would just emulate their opponents or sparring shit it's a Um, cool way to learn i would do it for danny castillo his ufc debut against joe daddy stevens that's back in the day i was like chad mendez's main training partner when he was fighting aldo you know i was working with tj uriah when he's fighting frankie like who's your favorite um opponent that you had to emulate which style did you kind of be like man it's a pretty cool style i don't know i i think fr- probably frankie edgar you know just because okay. it's like i feel like similar background similar styles you know he's really good with it, his boxing his you know just a little bit of leg kicks but his movement you know is on a, another level and his his gas tank and stuff like that you know and it, it's kind of crazy even back then that you know i i've always been a fan of the sport that's why i kind of got into it as well and um and then this guy that i was like a huge ass fan of growing up you know yeah it, it is wild but um so I, so i was doing that like in 2010 i think i i trained for like three months i was just gonna go pro but some of the guys are like man just just do an amateur fight to see you know how you feel get the nerves out and whatnot yeah i would and imagine I was like, how was like, that i want to know that. what that first amateur fight was yeah, like, like was, what is that feeling like no man like uh not for me so it's uh i did an amateur fight in uh where was it fremont yeah, I was at the the saddle rack bar. I fought at a oh, bar. Duh. Uh, okay. yeah, I fought at a bar. It was a cool setup. That cool. sounds um, cool, bro. Yeah, I watched sick. that so shit. The the thing with that is, um, dude, MMA and everything is so corrupt too. It's like if anything, fighting and stuff. There's politics and everything, and so sure. they were trying to set me up. They, I was I fought this guy from American Kickboxing Academy in San Jose. So I was okay. going like near them. Um, this guy was supposed to be. Um, just like one of their their better up and comers and and stuff like that and they're like oh well how you know he's really green and stuff like that um but then come to find out he was it was his first mma fight but then you know come from like a, a striking background and oh, stuff shit. like that but but then and again, they knew I, yeah what, what do you mean by he's really green well they, they say they're green they're like new to like this like they're not oh, that okay. good you know what i mean but he like was uh, seasoned yeah yeah they and like so, okay. they finet tried finessing you. Why would they do that? Just to just set up they, a good fight? Yeah, or they want to build up their guys and get uh, wins and stuff like that. So then we come to fight, and then 
this is an amateur venue. We have Kane Velasquez. He's oh, sitting see, ringside because yeah. he's here for him. Uh, Josh Koscheck, Phil Baroni, sure. um, John Fitch, all these huge name guys from AKA, and they're they're here like sitting, you know, cage side for him. You know, on this stage where eye level and shit. I'm like, oh, this is weird, but but it, but it worked out. You know, I I, yeah. I had a big. Um, I had a big group come down with me and stuff and all like my coaches, friends and family, they, they know me, they believe in me. Um, it was weird because the place was packed, you know, right. um, there and she I'm walking out and all these, all these people are, you know, oh, you're gonna get your ass beat white boy and like talking <laughs> this shit while I'm walking out. I'm like, just watch the fight, you know? Yeah. And then I, then I end up knocking him out, you know, just nice. sleeping him yeah. like bad. Like it was a bad knockout. He, uh, he, he was out for like five minutes. His tooth Whoa. went flying out. It, it was kind of crazy because my, uh, like, that was the first fight my mom had. Obviously, it was my first fight, but a lot, my like, the first fight my mom had ever been to. She didn't even like to watch me wrestle or play other sports, yeah. you know, and she Let was like freaked out. Combat oh, you knocked, you knocked homeboy's tooth and, out. And then, and then the, the, the guy's mom was sitting in front of her, and then he was oh, out no. for so long, so she's crying, and then my mom's crying. Oh, no. Like, my mom thought I killed him because it was bad. Like, yeah, we'll, yeah, I'll yeah. have to show you guys that. Yeah. Like, it was, a, it was a bad one. Oh. And um, yeah, I gotta but, see that. But Is go, it on YouTube? I'm gonna yeah, check yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, I'll dude. show you. It's uh, but even leading up to the fight, like, I just I wasn't nervous, man. I was like, I was asking my coaches right before I walked <laughs> out. I was like. I was like, "Is it bad that I'm I'm not nervous at all?" And they're like, "No, that's a good thing." I'm like, oh, yeah. "All right, cool." Like, and just walked out there and did my thing. But it's uh, a that, it, that is some assassin <laughs> shit. Yeah. That, I'm just I, saying. But, but go ahead. But, go but, ahead. but, as, but as far as uh, as far as like uh, like kind of blacking out, that's where I can see where people now when I fight, like I I, I injure myself, and people are like, "Oh, good thing the adrenaline's going." I'm like, "No," because I'm so used to. It. I've been doing this for over a decade now. I've had so many like you know, fights and things like that. So I, I go into a fight super calm and just the more relaxed I am, then the better I can kind of like flow and things like that. And I don't tense up, get tired. Um, but that is like, I, I didn't even know what I hit him with. I, I thought in my, my post fight interview, I was like, I thought I hit him with a left hook. Mm -hmm. And then like, I watched the fight. I'm like, oh, I hit him with the overhand right. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I kind of just like blacked <laughs> out. And it was uh, it was weird because I, I I planned on doing all this shit, but then I just resorted right back to my wrestling. Damn. You know, it's like just instinctual. But it took me, man, probably like nine fights before I felt super comfortable just just fucking going out there and just standing with. How people. How many rounds <laughs> till you knock that guy out? Uh, I think I, I knocked him out in the second round. Nice, yeah, yeah. Hey, and, 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 and they were short rounds too. I think it was like three twos or something oh, like shit. that. Amateur wow. fight. We have to wear like. Back then, it's through camo. It's uh, it's like California Association of Amateurs or something. But um, we had to wear rash guards and shit like that. Yeah, dude, this and, like, guy six must ounce, have been six ounce gloves. Like, some sort of promising. Yeah. If he had Kane Velasquez and all those guys up in the front, man. Yeah, and you showed that. He that you could that. not have a better fucking Damn. first MMA fight debut, bro. Yeah, that's. I mean. I don't think anybody even gets that, dude. And then I was hooked, you know, from right. there. It's like, and even going into this, like talking about how hard I'm on myself, I'm like, I wanted to, obviously I wanted to fight. For me, when I started, I only wanted to fight in the UFC. Like my goal was UFC or nothing. As I like went throughout my career, I got offered for other organizations, big organizations, mm -hmm. but like 
the UFC is the biggest, best platform out there. Like I, I always tell people, like name off the champions in Bellator for me. You can't. Mm, can. Like in the, except the big name guys, like a few of them maybe. Yeah. I can't even, you know. Um, but the UFC, I can tell you every champion, each weight class, I can tell you like almost damn near the top 10. You know, it's right. just, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So that's just the NFL of, yeah. of that sport. Yeah. Yep. It's like the pinnacle, you mm -hmm. know. Yep. Even though Absolutely I feel right. like we should get paid more, you know, because. Yeah. I think that's it's coming. A, yeah, that's another another topic. But um, there's a there's a union coming. Nah, I don't know about that. I'm just that. joking. <laughs> yeah. I'm just fucking around. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even into that. I'm yeah. not into that shit. But yeah, okay. But that's um, awesome. Yeah, and then, then I just had uh, you know a few fights. I did another f amateur fight, like maybe two months later. Yeah, I fought at the convention center in Sacramento. That was kind of how cool. was that? That's dope. Hometown cool. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was cool. Um, and you got a knockout there? I, no, I just dude was tough as hell. I fought this like Mexican guy that you know just mean guy. Like I almost knocked him out. Like I was on top of him. I hit him so hard I would see his eyes roll in the back of his head. I hit him again and wake him up, and then he just kept coming forward. He was pissed. Like Fuck. I couldn't do anything to like knock <laughs> wow. this guy out. Um, just had that. But zombie yeah, yeah. But I got a, I got a big like hands down win but he was he was just a tough dude and then and then Damn. from there you went pro two you just did two amateurs yeah, two amateur fights went pro when what what day did you go pro i want to say it was year? september 2011 maybe september 2011 yeah, yeah. shit nice. and, and you started mma probably five years prior to going pro or yeah i, I started in 05 i was doing things then i went down to menlo in uh 2007 to 2010 right but i was i was going Still to this I, I was going to this other boxing gym out there um okay. what's it called for undisputed boxing like and so i was i was going out there and just uh yeah just doing like you know working out with one of my buddies and stuff that was fighting through through college you know he would just yeah. after the season he would just you know have some mma fights and i went out there and cornered him one time like when we were on spring break and I was like, I never done this shit before, but <laughs> that that was uh, that was fun too. It was at, at another casino in um, in Washington, oh, like sure. near Seattle, and then that was just a different experience because for me, when I'm fighting, like I I'm not nervous. I'm just like I'm just kind of in the zone, but I see how like my friends and family feel, you know, because like when he was fighting, like I'll, I'll, my heart was racing for him and it wasn't even started. And then he went out there and the guy just dropped him. I was like, it was just pounding right. on my chest. Like I couldn't, I yeah. wanted to like hop over the cage, you know, and your help adrenaline him. But yeah, when you're fighting, you don't have adrenaline's that. going, you know, I, I don't feel that when I'm wow. fighting, I'm not nervous. And some people do like yeah. so, some people. Like, I feel like I would be like, Amped up. I had yeah. a guy yeah. cut me off and I was like, oh, yeah. oh freaking yeah. out. It's like throwing up in the bathrooms and just like freaking out. But me, like, man, it, it, it's crazy. I, I work with a mind coach. I have all these like different um, things cool. I do and just kind of like prepare for big fights. And like, I, I go into it knowing that the shit's going to hurt. Like, I, I always hope for the best, you know, yeah. but I'm like, I tell people it's like hopping into a car and, and like flooring it with no seatbelt into a tree. Like, you hope for the best, but some bad shit could happen, you know? Yeah. But, but I accept that. But I, what I, a rush. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I welcome it. So yeah. I'm just like, you know, and, and then when I do have those fights where I, you know, I, I put them out real quick. I'm like, and I feel good. Like, no, I'm not bruised. I'm like, shit, I could, I could get back in there and fight. That's, that's the best. Yeah. But when I'm walking out of the cage and I think my fucking feet are broken and my hands are broken, shit, I can't even walk. And, yeah. and then the, the next few days are the worst. Like, I'm just, ugh, I really feel like I got hit by a car. Or like my car was 
flipping on the i still do everything because then i'm like it's on cloud nine after you win you know yeah. it's like we're always going out and just like you know having a good time and eating whatever i, I love to eat man so what it's do like, you yeah what's your like pre-work pre-fight meal pre-fight I, I do everything like to the t just clean because i have to perform well yeah you know but um after my fight it's whatever like whatever's in front of me like i'm i'm eating demolishing yeah e even like i was uh sponsored by the, the park ultra lounge oh yeah, you know? yeah and they're they're awesome like the wong family since i was an amateur so my very first amateur fight after that i had the after party there and it's like we have like the back room and so no amateur was doing that everyone got in yeah. you know 100 200 people on the list and like I've had so many, they sponsored me for every fight. Like, That's dope. so I've had, I've had like almost 20 after parties there. I've thrown my birthday party there. <laughs> That's but awesome. it's, uh, so they know after a fight, I go there in Mahjong's. If you guys oh, ever yeah. There. So oh, they yeah. would, they would bring like a huge ass plate of shit to me. And I would like be in like the, the room eating my shit. Well, I didn't care about drinking because I was like, I'm, I mean, all this, yeah, yeah. this food and, uh, all the fucking cookies they had and the eating's yeah. better than the yeah. drinking right now yeah oh yeah and then I, I just like to see everyone at the like the parties just because i can visit with them i'm not trying to like go crazy and party i just visit with everyone because i'm in cool. the back you know i, I don't get yeah. to see anybody so yeah. as long as i get a big win and then then we have a good time you no know? that's great that's you have, to. Great you have to stay focused you yeah. have to execute and once you're done with your job you go party yeah yeah business for pleasure yeah, yeah. yep absolutely 100%. That's, That's really cool, crazy. bro. So tell us about your first UFC debut fight. And who did you fight? And, <laughs> and no nerves again? Yeah, nothing. Oh, um, damn. Yeah, damn. so yeah, throughout my career, though, I had, I had so many injuries. And then this this was a crazy thing, though. Like, I like say my first pro fight, just going back to after my amateur fights, I, uh, I broke my hand in the first 45 seconds. Like, mm, uh, wow. bone just flopping around in my no hand way. like i could feel it it was the the second metacarpal and um it, bad so like my coaches i'm like my hands broke they're like well just go out there throw your straight right take them down you know use your elbows and i and i did that and then i came back a year later after surgery i was going to fight my second pro fight and i had um you know my last sparring session with 16 ounce glove i hit a guy um just hard hard jab broke the exact same spot so it took me years and years so oh, in 2013 shit. i just started just fighting i would fight as much as i could like every two months three months i was only getting to the ufc i i uh i almost got on the dana white's looking for a fight one time that didn't happen i got to the point in like 2016 where i was like man i'm, I'm done with this shit. i was i was nine and zero as a pro i was like the number one prospect in the country like yeah. next to go Aww. and i was fighting 155 at the time and uh and then my wife was like, you know, just, you know, give it another year or something. If 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 you're not in the UFC by then, then we'll uh, we'll reevaluate things. And my yeah. process thought process the whole time, like when I was an amateur, when I was, uh, I said if I lost the fight, I'm done. I only want to fight in the UFC if I can't beat an amateur. How the hell am I going to get there? Especially with my age, you know, I, I started when I was 26. Yeah. So like the younger guys, I tell them they're like, what, what? I'm like, no, <laughs> you guys are in a good position because you can develop. You have time to learn, but I've been, you know, staying in one bedroom, uh, you know, our friend's bedroom and stuff yeah. like that for all the year. They have their family, like, staying in all these things. It's like, I felt like I had to, you know, instead of just Something pursue this shit, I felt bad for my, my wife, you know, because she's, she's along for the ride. I'm like, we're going to get here, this, <laughs> yeah. this vision. But, um, yeah, so then I, I finally, for my UFC debut, I, uh, I'm training. I get a call from Joe Silva. He's a matchmaker mm -hmm, back right. then. Yeah. And uh, 
he hit me up and he's just like, hey, you want to, and obviously I knew something was about to go down because Joe Silva was calling me. And so he's like, hey, you want to you wanna fight in the Netherlands? I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then I, I was just talking to him. I was all excited and, and uh, I, I ended up getting off the phone. I didn't even know who I was fighting. Like I didn't know <laughs> who I was fighting. I didn't know when I was fighting. Oh, wow. So I had to call my manager. I was like, hey, like when am I fighting? Like who am I fighting? And he's like, um, you're fighting in four days in Amsterdam, basically, the right. Netherlands. Um, and Off then, time already. Yeah, yeah, all Damn. screwed up, complete opposite. Um, and, and you're fighting John Tut, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, and I knew who he was. He was yeah. an ultimate fighter, and, and Faber and them coached that that show, and they knew, like, he was one of the top guys. They're like, mm -hmm. man, this guy's yep. good. He's, they thought he was going to win the show, and he's super talented, like, you know, top-level black belt in jiu-jitsu and just a tough guy and, and, and great fighter. So I was like, I was like, I, I didn't care though. I, I, I would have fought John Jones just to get my foot yeah. in the door. Not saying <laughs> but, that would have went but well. How but how weird is it that the first guy you fight is from Guam and your best friends from Guam? Yeah, like that's, that's pretty wild. Probably like torn over there. Like, let's go Guam. Let's yeah. go homie. I'm kick his ass. Uh, it, it was Damn. crazy because I, I went home and I, I obviously I was living with them and I was like. I was like, I was so excited. I was just like, I'm, I, I've got the call. I'm fighting this Saturday in the UFC. They're like, Saturday? Uh, where at? I was like, the Netherlands. And I, I said, I fight your boy. I'm fighting John <laughs> Tut. You know? I was like, oh, really? Uh, and, and that's another, like, so I literally, luckily I had my passport. I've never been out of the country, but when yeah. I got married, our plan was to go on a, a honeymoon, like somewhere out of the country. So we just yeah. got it. I never use it. I never had any money. So happens um, for a reason. Yeah, and so I, I did wow. that. So the only thing they were so adamant on is, does he have his passport? And my manager said yes before he'd been asking oh, me. Shit. You know, and then yeah. so he's like, hey, well, you got your passport. You can get like, a passport. You could yeah. in a day in Frisco. I, I didn't really? have time though, Holy and that's right. what happened oh, with my wife and friend because uh, I literally went home packed. My flight left the next morning at like six a.m. So oh, I went. No. I couldn't have done it. Yeah. No. Um, and then, so I'm flying out to, that's like the, really the first time out of the country. I'm all excited and shit. And uh, yeah, it, it just, I got there. I didn't sleep at all. Like literally I say I didn't sleep at all. I, I got out there, I cut probably like 15 pounds and uh, I was just excited. And the time change, you know, right. it was all, all crazy. Lag. I swear I probably slept like two hours in like 72 wow, hours before man. I fought. Um, Holy shit! Wow, so that I just, seems like that's nothing. Maybe I had the adrenaline or some <clears throat> yeah. some shit going on. I like I wow. could not sleep, um, and and I was going over like my friends, my coaches, teammates. Like they knew what I was like. I was not losing that damn fight. I was like, I'm going over this. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know show the world who I am. Yeah, I was, like, counting I'm, you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, always. And then I went in there and uh, just completely outclassed him. It was kind of like an easy fight, like first second round, and then the third round. He threw this weird kick and it, I kind of like parried it wrong or not wrong, just freak accident. Mm -hmm. And um, he like snapped my finger. So I had a compound fracture. My bone I was hanging out of the skin. Wild, and I like, I'm like, I look at him like, oh shit. And then I, I have to like play it off and I'm just moving around. And I look at the time, there's like maybe 90 seconds or two minutes left. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. I just start, you know, throwing a right hand and just moving around. And no, no one really knew. And then the, I think he kicked me in the growing, and so the ref stopped it. But he said he knew he saw it, and I hit it from the ref. Yeah, I was wondering they yeah, stopped the fight. They yeah. stopped the that, fight, right? and I was not losing. I was not losing the fight. Like yeah. I was going over there anything, and that's the same thing. Like I'm willing to go through hell. I'm willing to like endure anything as long as I get my hand raised. Yeah, and uh, 
And, and that was one of like, I didn't care if my damn finger fell off. Like, yeah. and, and I kept thinking it did because every time he would kick me hard in the, my, my finger would literally go all the way back and the glove would stop it. So it kept flopping and I kept looking over my shoulder. It was like sweat, but I kept thinking he kicked my finger off. So I'd block a kick and and it would would flop back and I would like look and then I would look at my hand. Oh shit, it's still there. But it was just crazy. All the while you're still throwing jabs. Yeah, I'm just fucking throwing right hands and stuff. And that was, that was shit. Like obviously they wanted him to win, you know? And so then it comes down to, I win a split decision the, oh, the last shit. like two minutes maybe 90 seconds or a minute he started like come on like yeah while your finger is hanging off like, yeah yeah i was like I, I don't see that's going back to like the the judges and stuff yeah. i'm like they need something because that's, that, that's why i was like what the hell were you watching like you know like <laughs> they just i don't know that's that's yeah. some mma politics probably right, right. there man Damn. but that, that was kind of the start and then like we were out in in uh the nether rotterdam so i uh like my wife came out too and like we never traveled so we're i was like hey call your call your work see if you can get like a few days off five days off because we we're gonna hop on the plane and go home and so we just went to the the train station the next morning we're like hey where's a fun place to go and they're like germany and berlin we're like wow give us a ticket let's go fucking travel bro i feel like if that happened to me i'd like asked to be put in the hospital oh, yeah. for the week <laughs> until they can get everything back together and yeah. shit's growing right. Are you sure it's back <laughs> yeah. up? Yeah, no, I would yeah, not no. be traveling the next day. I had day. around a few days back. I forgot about that. Sure. So I did, obviously I had to go to the hospital. Well, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they put it back in, stitch it up. They put this cast on me like this. Okay. And so I, I have this like weird ass oh, cast. Shit. And uh, at the time my wife is working for my, my doctor and nutritionist. So he's like, oh, don't, don't, you know, take that off. So we're staying in this hostel, hostel the night before we we go to the train station, and uh, he's telling me to cut it off. So we're like, I forgot about this. So we're cutting this thing off in the Whoa. in the room because he's like, you'll lose all the the mobility in your hand. Oh, you know, it'll just kind of like shit. atrophy. So he's like, he's like, cut that off. So we we cut it off, and then and then the next morning we went to the train. Oh station. shit, yes. dude, that's but crazy. You're a beast. I just had a, I just it's had crazy. stitched. So who told and, you to cut it off? Uh, it was uh, my doctor and nutritionist. So. So it, not the doctor no, in no. Germany that, that or I mean uh, uh, Netherlands yeah. that your actual doctor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because my wife was working for him uh, and, and uh, see, he's that's like, some... what, what happened? And he, she was telling him all this stuff, and it, and it turned out to be where it was a compound dislocation. Okay. So I actually didn't oh. fracture the bone; it's just it dislocated and poked through the skin. But I didn't know. Ooh. You know, I'm looking at this thing and thing flopping around, and then at the Luckily, I didn't tear any of the tendons or ligaments in my wow. finger because that would have been yeah. another. That w- I would have been out for a while and have to do surgery. So I literally, sure. they they put that thing back in, stitched me up, and I was good to go. I think oh, I was practicing dude. maybe Damn. like three, four weeks later. Wow, you know, dude, that's wild. It was that's, just stiff. Like awesome. for the longest time, I I couldn't bend it. Yeah, and, and this knuckle is so much fatter now. But too. see, just even that that underground information that that somebody who knows more about MMA fighting or, mm-hmm. or more catered towards yeah. you, he would know that. Hey, take that shit off immediately yeah. because you won't be as effective yeah. later for the you healing. Know? Yeah, you'll something. lose. That's crazy. Like, I couldn't yeah, even I bend my finger that. for years, and so I could only imagine if I was in that that cast yep. for weeks or something. People yeah. like me <laughs> and probably I like, yes, Doc, this will be on three months like you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it, I don't know. Scratch it with a, yeah. a coat hanger. Yeah, right. Or, you know? I didn't know the difference. And that's <laughs> hard because a lot of doctors and stuff, it's like they're just, they just want to fix you, but they don't work with like athletes. And even my knee, you know, situation, some yeah. of them are like, 
fucked. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, the I can, world. I can walk now, so like, oh, you're good. I'm like, the fuck? I can't even do yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he yeah. can walk out of the hospital. We got that insurance. You're good, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Dude, that's insane. So, so then you got called up again? Another fight mm-hmm. and then well, another? Yeah, with, with that, um, typically they'll, they'll sign a, a, a contract. So I signed a three-fight deal. Okay. Um, for my yeah my first contract and you know i felt like they thought i was going to lose and even though it was on short notice and against a tougher opponent for my first fight they're like you know they they gave me a little like it was only two thousand on each side you know but normally like the starting would be at like 10 and 10 and mm. they gave me 12 and 12 so i was like oh that's that's cool you yeah know? That's and yeah. how was that for like you and your <clears throat> wife like to finally like sign that that three fight guarantee or whatever yeah and, and that's probably like a, a make it moment yeah for the most part yeah i, I just need to get cool. my i need to get my foot in the door you know right. and, and like i said i would fight anybody um to do so and i and i was fighting at 155 but i knew once i got in the ufc i wanted to go down to featherweight 145 but i was i was undefeated as an amateur you know undefeated as uh, a professional until i got in there and then i was just winning fights so i'm like you know why yeah. why change it so um but but yeah it was amazing like when we signed that i didn't make a whole lot of money that one just because i obviously i got the the pay i got the little reebok sponsor but it was expensive man like i i had to you know I wanted to fly people out just for all the stuff like Johnny and his wife had done for me. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, you're coming to, you're coming to Rotterdam. And like, I was like, I'll, I'll buy the fucking ticket. I, I wanted to like somewhat give back because I've done so much. Of course, so, yeah. And the tickets were like your day ones, bro. Yeah, t- tickets were twenty two hundred. So <laughs> I, I fly him out. I fly my wife out. Yeah. Um, we get there. I didn't know Rotterdam and Europe so damn expensive. So the oh, UFC yeah. puts us up in like the that back then when they had uh, the different owners like five star uh, hotels, <clears> like everything the best. Like we were on yeah. this, you know, the top story, like overlooking this river and all of Rotterdam. So sick. So. Shit. I, but small room so i have to pay for my my coach's flights mm. they only send out two or one i think they send out two yeah yeah two and then so i pay for one coach my wife johnny i, I think i pay like nine grand seven grand just in airfare right off the bat and then oh, i have wow. to pay for a hotel, hotel. room so but it, it was all worth it yeah you know? like, it adds up quick but yeah and and, and the pay but it was uh so what fight fun. was that that was like one two three that was like three? that was my first fight my debut in the ufc oh that was at okay no, yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah and so i'm buying planes. oh so johnny you went too everybody went out the, damn and, and this is like that's and cool. then we had a bunch of friends that flew out and stuff like that <clears throat> oh, and, and my, really cool. my wife was gonna miss it because she her passport expired and so oh, she shit. actually went to san francisco with another one of our friends and uh they they got that you know and then they Holy they flew shit. out uh, but my wife and Johnny are the only ones that have been to every single fight, amateur, regional, UFC. Um, but everyone else would have been there. Like his wife, like she would have been there, but she had, <clears throat> someone's got to watch the kids. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. Out of country. Somebody's got to hold, <laughs> hold, hold the house down. Yeah, and, and, we, and we have we have like a, a lot of friends. They've only missed one, but I always fuck with them. And I'm like, oh, they're the only two that have been to every single one, you know. And some have missed That's like cool. one or two, you know, but they would they would be there for you know basically everything is so, and some are pissed they didn't make it for that one because it was it was a blast like maybe this is like 2007 when we went and tito was fighting uh i don't know who he was fighting and matt hughes was or something like that but 
I have a picture like in front of the, you know, octons over there. I'm like one day, you know, and this is before I'm yeah. even like fighting, like one day I'll be here, but I always wanted to fight in my hometown of SAC at Arco. Yeah. I don't care what they call it. It's always Arco to me. Yeah. And, uh, and then, but I got to fight at the Bowling One Center. So when they were building that shit, I was like, I'm going to fight here. Like yeah. I was in the UFC. I said, next time they come here, I'm going to fight here. And then it so happened. It came real Damn. quick, you know? That's bad. And, uh, that must have dude, been a good feeling too, dude, fighting in there. It was, it was crowd. It was yeah, crazy. in a new arena better. like and, and that. And that's when it was like, I had such a, like a, a big following from fighting on the re regional scene. I was like the second fight yeah. or third fight, but it was so damn loud in there. And and I wasn't even like the, the main card or the main event and people were like, it was insane. But the last time I fought here, like that was wild, you know? I feel like it's I should have been the main event though, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I was right? pissed I wasn't. Um, it's coming but yeah i, I yeah. fought i fought that uh that fight sacramento i won then i uh i fought in new york against a guy that was uh from there i feel like i kind of got hometown um but since i lost a split decision i'm i'm grateful for that i was so yeah, pissed right. that was my first loss ever like ever <sighs> and uh i just fucking pissed at the world but then <clears> I, I look <throat> back at that i'm like okay well now i'm gonna go down to 45s you know, I'm gonna go yeah. down to 45. That was always the plan, but I was winning yeah. fights. And so I think if I won that fight, I would have stayed there, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I do that, hard cut, I go fight in Poland. Um, and then that's when I feel like I start, you know, like knocking people down, like my power transferred to that that lighter weight class. Yeah. Um, I would just hit guys and just fucking they just <laughs> drop, you know what I mean? Right. Whereas the guys are big at, at, at lightweight, they're oh, coming yeah. down from like 190, some 200, yep. some. Right. So I, I was like, I was never overpowered with like strength and stuff, but they're they're all tall. I'm short. I'm short at featherweight. You know. Well, are wow. you more natural at featherweight or or the no. one? Yeah, you're, 155. You're I can fight at 170. And on the regional scene, I, I have fought at 170. Okay. You know, I, I fought a guy that was like six four. That was awkward. He used to fight at 185, and and That's I had an opponent that bro. fall out. Um, and I was fighting at 55s, but I sold all these tickets. I needed to make money. I sold T-shirts. I was just hustling. And Damn. so I was like, I don't care, I'll fight whoever. They're like, well, we got this one guy that he fought at 185 in welterweight. He'll he'll come down and fight you there. I was like, all right. So um, wow. I, I just didn't Holy care because I had to get get paid. But so you like, started dominating <clears throat> in, in, at, the, in the featherweight. Yeah, 45. So I, I set a few, people a few records that first fight. It was in Gdansk, Poland, and uh, I was the first ever to get like a 10-7 round in the UFC. I, I knocked the guy down four Can times you in one that round. For me? 10-7 yeah. rounds? So normally, like, the scoring system with these bogus judges, <laughs> um, they, uh, oh, sorry. No, they, um, <laughs> normally it's on, like, a, it's a 10-point scoring system. So say it's, you know, it's really whatever they see. You know, there's, like, yeah. they have no training, no nothing, but who they think won the fight, mm -hmm. usually the yep. last, like, 20 seconds, what's fresh in their brain. But so it'll be, you know, you won the, you won that round. It'll be... 10-9 that's kind of how it goes right. it, it's rare like in boxing if you knock someone down and in mma if you like drop someone usually it'll be like a 10-8 or you just dominate the fight you know you you knock them down you like throw your hooks and take their back and you're just beating the hell out of them but yeah. can't finish it it'll be like a 10-8 round but i i knocked this guy down four times like in in the first round oh, shit. like cracked him he spun around and fall, fall on the <laughs> ground like oh, and then like i kept knocking him <clears throat> down and uh 
I would have knocked him down five times, but the the Holy last one, shit. I hit him. He fell against the cage, and the cage stopped him from going to the canvas. So um, otherwise, that would be like an all time record. It was still, I think, one of the the records for four knockdowns in a single round. Damn, you know, I could have. I mean, so I set like two two records have, or three no. records at my first fight at featherweight, and then um, and then that's when I I started. I didn't get like no one really knew of me except like the diehard fans, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but you're putting on a show at that point. Yeah. Uh, first off, your, yeah. your fingers showing uh, the bone. That's like a wow factor. And yeah. then all your other your fights, and then and you're knocking this dude down four times. Mm -hmm. That's what fans love. That's why they yeah. go. They want to see someone <coughs> fall. They don't want to see that. I mean, oh man, I'm gonna get in trouble no. for this. But as a guy who doesn't really grapple or jujitsu, I like stand up. Yeah, of course. I like to see guys get knocked out. Yeah, and and, and I know that. So it's like I come from a wrestling background. Like I feel like I can go out there, take people down, and, and just grind them out and win a decision, get paid. Since we're in the entertainment business, I know what fans want to see. Yeah, like, yeah. So and, and I I like boxing. I feel like I have power. Like if I connect on anyone, I feel like any weight class, like a clean shot, you know, I'll put them out. So I. I, I aim to be exciting and, yeah. and I've done that from a young age in like sports and wrestling. Like people used to love to watch me wrestle because, and, and that's like, you know, you're thinking of that, you're probably like, oh, it's so boring. Like what the hell is going on? But I would try to do like flashy things. And I, I don't know, just cause I was trying to be exciting right. and, and, and I do that. And, and it, it got me to where I am so fast, like coming to my next fight. Like I was only four fights in the UFC. That was my, my uh, first fight at featherweight and then like going to my next fight i was um it was against ricardo Lamas. so he was uh oh, yeah. he was the number three ranked guy in the world he was supposed to nice. fight jose aldo mm -hmm. the winner of that was going to fight for the title um someone got injured so aldo oh because max holloway and um i think frankie were fighting for the title so frankie got injured so jose aldo went up to fight max um and so Lamas had no fight and this is three weeks before, and I, and I knew I was like, "Fuck!" Like, yeah, call me. I I, I can beat him. Yeah. So I, I just went on like campaign trying to trying to get that fight, you know. And I had you some guy like for it? you trolled a little. Yeah, for no, it? no, like I, that's you, just not me. Like I don't, I don't know these guys. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna talk shit about them. And like I try to be entertaining and exciting, but right. I'm like I didn't go to acting school. I'm not an actor. I'm not gonna like do all like I I know what people want to see, but just I'm gonna just stay myself. So I, I had this guy though make he's a good like graphic artist. I said, Hey, make this thing. So he did this Lamas and I thing and I just went on there. It was it was yeah. nice, I'd say yeah, respectful. Cool. Like and I just said like I know you're looking for a fight in three weeks. Like, you know, our pass will meet eventually. We might as well get it done in three weeks, you know? And yeah, just right. and then everyone just started fucking going in on it. And uh and then it you know, I just had this big fight and they're like, oh, well now he's a featherweight. This is the third ranked guy in the world, mm -hmm. but they're like, oh, let's give him a shot. So I got give it, you know, and this is in Winnipeg, yeah. Canada. So oh, in wow. December, oh, freezing, shit. like freezing, freezing, like, freezing. Um, Who throws a show up there <clears throat> at that time? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but it, but I guess to them it was warm. It was only like, uh, like 16 degrees and normally it's like <laughs> negative weather. So yeah, the, they're bad. crazy. They were out in like t-shirts and nuts. shorts and shit and like, We'd go out and our our fingers like couldn't feel it, you know. I, oh, I wanna yeah. like I want to cry. It hurt so damn bad, you know. <laughs> um, so so I go out there. Um, we're the co-main event on Fox, like because you know they have those big Fox cars every yeah, like yeah, they do. every quarter Friday or something. Night fights or something. Yeah. Like but that. yeah, and so because they signed a deal with Fox Forty, so it was on mm -hmm. Channel Eight. So much like 
eyes on that because it's free and everyone has Fox. So yeah. co-main event and they, they really pumped it up. And then I uh, I went in and I, I knocked him out in the first round bad. <laughs> like they didn't even know I had like four fights. So like who the hell is this guy? What you was know? going through your mind then after I, knocking him out? Like what was your just feeling at that point? There's again, just like just so high, it's job? like the highest high yeah, yeah it's the highest yeah. high man like you know and just kind of proving like again kind of proving yeah. everybody wrong like damn i just you know like any haters that have anything to say you've worked so hard to get to that yeah. point and you just walked out there boom knocked and th them and out this is just, over like a decade yeah and even that reminds me going back to like when i was like training with all those guys being their main training partner when they're at the highest level like um uriah told me one time i think i was like maybe one and oh or maybe i was two and oh as an amateur and uh he's like so so what route do you want to go i said i only want to fight in the ufc he's like oh that's going to take some time but he, he also told me like you're one of the best fighters in the world just nobody knows it yet and yeah. this is like back in fuck 2011 and you know 2010 you you're right you're right told yeah, you he that told, and he cake? has an eye for talent like he, he, he recruited a lot of these guys and they became champions they became number one contenders they fought for the title you know but he, but he told me that and i was just like yeah right what's he saying but then as i like yeah. move forward and progress in my career and stuff then i i always remember that because I, I remember it like it was yesterday and i was like yeah the hell, damn no, confidence you know? just come going yeah up. and then i would go with all these guys that are in the ufc and when they'd come into tra uh, town and train yeah. and i would go with them like and we're not going like fighting hard it's like but i just knew like what i was capable of and i i just knew i needed the opportunity so like any big opportunity like i'll snatch it up you know and that's with yeah. like taking these big fights for a four-day notice like fighting one of the best guys in the world on a three-week notice and that's that kind of messed me up because uh it's the only time i ever missed weight like wrestling and fighting because i was i was actually at a, a king's game and like you know i was just drinking and stuff because i had yeah. a, a few uh yeah a month ago or so yeah. and uh just having a good time like 180 something and then i get this call when we were at the i don't know some bar and i'm like it's my manager hey they, they want to give you that fight i'm like oh fuck oh, so i went shit. in and i told my wife i was like hey we gotta go <laughs> yeah. so we we left and then i you know went to bed and then the next day saturday i was at sparring the shittiest camp i ever had i had a two-week camp i was sick i was on like antibiotics oh, um shit. and 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 not not making any excuses but it was like i was heavy as hell too i was 182 i have to make 145 in in less than three weeks because i'm in there on Damn. saturday i'm fighting three weeks from that saturday i make weight on friday you know Damn. so how do you i usually do that how would you usually cut weight like that fasting or something no no i i just i work with now i know it's like all to the science and i work with like some of the best like dietitians i feel like in the country and that's um, cool they 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 work with it's a uh, perfecting athletes it's paulina and michelle they're cool. and they have an, an, a, a big team um but th those are the two i work with and um dude they're amazing like they work with i think they're like the main team for the usa boxing um nice. team they they work for like all these big boxers like teofimo lopez uh terence crawford so they help you like manage basically safely manage your weight everything yeah weight I, i'm eating like gains. i actually eat a lot and my yeah my last fight was the first time actually using them and i was like i was eating all this stuff and i felt great it was the easiest weight cut even though i, I cut a lot of weight um but she made it so easy and cool. i was like and, and the best food ever like the first time i'm eating during fight week she preps it's like a concierge service too oh, so yeah. they come out and then they'll like 
you know, they're there just strictly for me, cooking every meal for me, helping me with the, administering the weight cut. And I'd never done this before, and it was after COVID and all that. And I was tr doing my training a little different as well. Yeah. So I was like, shit, I, I feel good, but I was kind of nervous because I'd never done this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it was the, it was the smoothest like run ever, the best I ever felt besides me, you know, blowing out my knee in the first 19 yeah. seconds. That that uh, I watched that fight and that looked fucking it looked painful yes. and but it, honestly it looked a lot less painful the way you made it look honest I don't know how you want to word that I'm yeah. sorry yeah. No, but uh, you fucking held up dude yeah. with the torn ACL Crazy. you yeah. fucking held up the entire fight and won yeah. the fight like. Yeah. That's pretty outrageous, bro. That's amazing. And I feel like all the injuries, like, and then prior to that, like, after I beat Lamas, then I was going to be, um, you know, main event on Fox again against, you know, Jeremy Stevens. I had another matchup planned, um, but that just didn't finalize. So I was like, it was going to be for a title eliminator. And that's why I was just like pissed about because I was, I was all of a sudden, for me being nothing, I leapfrogged the entire division. And I was currently ranked fourth in the world. Yeah. You know, so my next one, they were trying to make a main event slot um, two months later at, um, and this is in Orlando, um, but that fight didn't go through. So I, um, they ended up offering me Jeremy Stevens. And I was just like, you know, he's been around a lot. Like I always watched him coming up. I'm like, you know, he's more of a veteran. And, and I said, I beat him. Like, you know, then they can't deny me. I'll, I could get that title fight What's anyways. He ranked at? He, he's fighting at 55s now. And, um, okay. and that's another thing. Like, I feel like I, I feel like I am the curse. Like no matter who fights me, uh, win or lose, they go on a crazy skid in their career or like yeah. personal life. Uh, it's just kind of, no, I'm just saying it's, it's crazy yeah. because I'm fighting all these guys that are like the next big thing. They're on three, four fight winning streaks, like, you know, best in the world. And then I fight them and then it's just, and you can Throws go on sure dog and check it out. Pick it's like, they're on this crazy winning streak. I, I beat them and then it's just all lose downhill from there. I wonder it's, if kinda, it's just so devastating. Like they just take that loss and it's just like their whole world goes upside down. I don't know, maybe yeah, right. And, and my boxing, anything, yeah, man. my boxing coach is always like, because sometimes when I'm hitting people, it's like he's like, it's like you're drunk, you know. He's like, he's like, you, you broke their seal. It's like a real thing, you know. And yeah. then you, and then afterwards, these guys never get knocked out. I fought several guys that have never got knocked out. Yeah, you know what I mean. And even before I got in the UFC, I, I fought a UFC vet. I was finding all these guys with like 30, 40 fights, UFC vets, um, just because I, I knew I needed to beat them to get in. And he had never been knocked out. I knocked him out. First time ever. And multiple people. And then they just start getting knocked out after, yeah. too. So I, I don't I just, no, know yeah. if it's a That's thing. Crazy, bro. That's so the wild. crazy part about your injury, though, you posted that thing. And it wasn't just a torn ACL. Yeah. You had, like, five points there. Yeah. That was, like, uh, like man. Mm -hmm. And you're how, how are you on the recovery of that, dude? Yeah, it, it's coming along. But it's, like, th this has to be up there with a lot of the the injuries I've sustained. Like, I've had so many surgeries almost a surgery on every uh every Limb. joint you know yeah, yeah. basically and in yeah. going back to that i was that florida fight i i sustained like bad facial fractures vertigo so that's something mm -hmm. else i had to come back from i thought right. i would never fight again damn vertigo is um, a bitch it's too. different and that's what i'm like like bones will heal you know over mm -hmm. time but i was i was telling people vertigo is like 
I, 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 what I was experiencing when I'd get up in the morning, go to sleep, or just in general, anything, I was like, it's like being on a tiny ass boat in the middle of the ocean during the worst storm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how I felt. The ground move in and just well, insane, you know? So I had to crazy. overcome that, come back after a year. And then it's like, you know, then I get another big knockout and then I fight back and sat, get another knockout. And then, you know, I fought Burgos last time and, uh, I, I completely tore my, my ACL. Mm. I tore my MCL. I, um, when my ACL snapped, the, the femur and tibia hit so hard together that I fractured those, oh, took like shit. a chunk of the bone yeah. out of it. That guy was not dropping for shit. No. It, uh, well, they did a report on it. And they said that when, when you when you busted your uh, when you busted your knee, uh, your right wasn't hitting. But every time you hit him with the left, he kept dropping. Yeah, and, and that's that's where I kind of found out quick. Like he's tall. He's a big ass yeah. guy too. Like Shane Burgos. You know, great fighter comes from a great camp. And I remember um, before I was walking out, and this is during COVID, it was like the third fight in Vegas at the Apex, no fans. I was in like an empty, dark hangar. <laughs> Couldn't pump myself up, you know? Like yeah, yeah. I was just standing there. And then we watched him run around like the ring and he filled out from the way. And so I remember my coach, he's like, damn, he filled out. I was like, yeah, he looks fucking huge, huh? <laughs> and this is from like way over there, yeah. you know? And, uh, and then I, I couldn't put myself up. It's like quiet in there. I'm like, I just told him, I was like, I'll warm up in the first round, you know? And then uh, the first exchange, I kind of blitzed in and, you know, hyperextended my knee and mm -hmm. that kind of happened. And I knew right away, like something was seriously wrong. Like it kept buckling. It hurt like hell. Like it hurt so bad, but I always have like, that's still going into my, like I'm, I'm having these conversations with myself and like, just fight your ass off, like, yeah. and I just fucking. That's I, a champion. I just, Mind so over I matter. It. it kept buckling, Damn. buckling, and um, and then going back to that, he knew something was wrong, and he kept kicking my calf, all those calf kicks now, and oh. and and he's so fast and long, like thinking about he if he would have just stayed at bay and just pumped his jab and kept kicking i couldn't move he just kept coming to me so yeah. i would just whap, throw like yeah. overhand right and light him up with some hard hard shots, but um. I wanted to go out there and like implement and just show a lot of people like a new like game because I, I can do everything really well but I just go out there I, li I like to like knock people out I like to box but I, I can do anything you know so I'm like I wanted to really show people but since that happened it, it came out to be fight of the night it was like nominated for like fight of the year even you got your bonus um, yeah, yeah fine well, yeah I got, got bonus, bonus and I was running them back to back so I was happy I feel like they you know with politics it's like I feel like I should have got it multiple times and never got a bonus until like the Sacramento fight. Um, I think you got to pay your dues. Yeah. I think that's like yeah. a little initiation. Like, yes, you, you great fight, dude, but yeah. pay your dues a little. Yeah. But you rose so fast. You, it, it was. You know, he just kept coming forward though. And I was like, it, I don't think he gets out of the first round if I don't hurt my knee. You know, I really don't. I don't, I don't think he gets out of the first round, but it, it turned out to be a great fight and everyone's talking about it and yeah. and that was the first time dana white ever saw me fight live too right mm -hmm. and, and so he's That's cage cool. side in that quiet ass arena so it'd be like it'd be like us getting up and just fighting right now yeah like yeah. even at arenas That's full focus yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you've been to like fights but when mm -hmm. you're sitting cage side it's like and you can hear with the loud arena all the thuds and like the you know it, like people are like oh, i didn't know you hit the, like i'm like yeah we're fine i'm trying to like <laughs> yeah. hurt this guy every punch but that was just elevated on another level just complete silent and just every thud every punch kick like just gross sounding Damn. you know what i mean just
just gross and i'm in there you know but my coaches are like uh kind of they're like uh they didn't like that but then they got they get used to because they've been doing it over the year or the year now um but yeah it it kind of it worked it worked out good and uh that's good yeah things are some things are coming along now Things are coming along how long have you been uh off i fought june 20th 2020 okay so it's like yeah 15 Mm -hmm. months or so and um like going into the the knee surgery I, I stayed out in vegas for two weeks after the fight i was working with you know um the the pt out there at the P- performance institute and the strength coach and uh they're so good and knowledgeable and things like that so i was kind of on the fence because i was going to do i was doing prehab just to get me prepared for the surgery and uh i, I kind of didn't want to do the surgery because i was like i know i'll be out for a while i'm like i'm starting to feel good now and they're like if you get your you know your muscles really strong it'll kind of help out with like the support and stability but when i yeah. do things it would still buckle and they're like that's just something you got to get used to um if i had like a short time left like a year left i wouldn't have done the surgery but i, I really feel like i got like four or five years left in me so um, i feel like I, I might as well just do the surgery and um yeah so I, so I did that and i had a lot of complications from it you know i did the patellar tendon graft and uh <laughs> you're probably that guy is almost like me like a lot of blessings come my way but things don't always flow smoothly you hear about other people oh i got it went smooth and then for me it's like fuck man three hiccups yeah but damn i ended up with a really good deal yeah, <laughs> you know, no, yeah. yeah like, that, that's like man. the story of my life man yeah. it's like with everything and uh they just get everything handed to them and yeah. it's like the easiest shot to get there the yeah. easiest this i'm like what the fuck yeah man? like the I, fuck? What the fuck? yeah i'm like must it, be nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like but it, it really did used to bother me but now i'm like you know it's all going to work out in the end and it's like you know just kind of rooting for everybody you know yeah. instead of you know just hating on people and stuff when they're they're being successful and stuff like that like why should i but for sure you know that and your hard that work makes it feel me. good too. but when i'm working my ass off yeah. and then i get nothing nothing and um not that I, I don't need any recognition and things like that, but it's a... Uh, no, nah, bro, you're blessed. You know, yeah. It's, all, it's, it's good all to have a together. chip on yeah. your shoulder, though, I feel like, because I feel like that drive, just yeah. having yeah. something to prove, because I, I, I feel that way in different scenarios, too. You know, yeah. you got something to prove, and, you know, you're not going to stop until you get to that point, yep. you yeah. know? And maybe even then you'll go even further. And then, then you got to set new goals, you yes, know? It's like I set exactly. all these goals... And then what happens when I reach, I'm like, I'm not going to stop. So then I start setting all these new goals, yeah. you know, like yep. really like, you know, it's cliche, but it's like really fucking, you know, you really, the sky's the limit and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, it's Absolutely. like, yeah. So I know you're itching, bro. I know you're itching bad to get back in the ring. How soon do you think you're going to get back in there? Man, I, I'm hoping for the end of the year. End of I, the year? I've, I've fought every single year since I've started fighting and I'm like, I'm not going to not fight this let's year. Go. So, uh, so I'm cool. Hey, Sacramento, let's <laughs> put out some prayers. Dude, right? Get it in by the end of the year. That's going to be yeah. dope, dude. So, so I'm hoping December, you know. That would be cool. Yeah. Do you know who you potentially no, might fight? I, I, I want to fight someone in front of me. You know, that's the thing. Just because yeah. I, I continue, like, my last fights, I'm fighting all these tough guys and um, they're right behind me. You know, it, does, it doesn't really do a whole lot for me. It's like, you know super risky with not that much reward sure. but then it's like i might as well fight someone in front of me because then like the reward is just like tenfold you know yeah, it's greater you yeah because if risk. i fight someone behind me it's like they're trying to build them up yeah. i lose i move out You're of the rankings then they career. take my spot yeah. it's like yeah. and I've, I've done that you know yeah. so and well, yeah you had to get to this point and how do you already. how do you kind of relate that to uh dana Moy or the card matching people like how do you uh 
how do you kind of like, hey, man, I want to fight him? And if you do that, is are they more likely to give you that shot? Or? Uh, yeah, I, I think now, too, just because I was I was always saying, like, Dana never saw me fight live. And, and that's one thing that, you know, I thought I was going to get on that looking for a fight. And I, I had, like, torn cartilage. I didn't even – I just hit mitts and ran on a treadmill because I thought he was supposed to be there. And mm -hmm. that was, like, my shot years and years ago. So I knew once he saw me fight and how close he is – it's different than on TV. It's faster. It's like everything about it is it's just live. I knew I'd make a fan out of him. So it's like he saw me fight live and he, uh, you know, I, I think he's like, oh, damn. You know what I mean? That raised my stock. And even before that fight, he was talking about the winner of this fight is going to be talked, you know, towards the top, like contenders mm -hmm. and stuff, like in the likes of like Ortega, Volkanovski, Holloway, Yair, yeah. all those guys, you know? And it's like I won, had all this momentum going, but then I have this like, long layoff so it's like that dies down and i feel like that continues to happen with my career you know over and over like all the momentum and then long layoff um but then i come back to something huge bigger and um mm -hmm. you know and that's what i'm looking for you know i'm i'm, I'm hoping to fight someone in the top five cool. a big ass fight and uh you know that could set me up i could be in like a a you know title eliminator you know because we have the the featherweights fighting this weekend yeah for the title and then I think Max is already getting the winner of that. You know what I mean? And so if I can fight a, a big name fight, then maybe that sets me up with a big win, like for the next shot, you know? So who do you want to fight? If I have my pick, I want to fight the champion every day. You know what I mean? Um, okay. But people, anyone in front of me, there's only five people in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, so Who's anyone the champion that's right now in your division? Alexander Volkanovsky. Volkanovski. And, and, and okay. I think him and I match up the best too. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just stylistically, like he, he's he's a phenomenal fighter and like, dude is good. He's undefeated in the UFC. He continued to impress me too, just because every fight you're like, oh, I think this, and then he, he beats him. I'm like, damn, he, he, each time I'm like, he is this good. You know, yeah. he's, he's like on a 21 fight winning streak, undefeated in the UFC. He's beat some of the goats, you know, he beat uh aldo he beat max holloway Dope. you know chad mendez i thought my teammate and friend would like run through him and um I, I was like man he's this he's he's this good and he is good that's why he's Sounds the, the good, number dude. one fighter on the planet those you know? are all big name heavy hitters and man. even though dude. max holloway was like aldo holloway like listed as the goats and in the last fight between holloway and uh Volkanovski, like it was close like controversial but it was really it was it was a close fight i could have seen it going either way but the first fight you know i i thought he he won decisively you know and and so whoever is the the champion i they're the best you know at at the moment and, yeah um yeah so and that, that's he's him. coming for you, he's, coming <laughs> for you. <laughs> he's on his way yeah i'm excited for this weekend though those guys fight and that'll be a good fight yeah who's yeah. fighting who's fighting it's this uh, weekend? brian ortega and and alexander Volkanovski. they're fighting for the title when we had the time like okay there's no fight this week and it's like shit what do i do you know it's like we get, we get used to it you know right, it's like right. like guys during football season they love it yeah. you know and then it's like what happened if they just two weeks all oh, we're not playing on sunday or you know it's like it's damn what are we yeah. it, it actually that feeling happens after every football season yeah after the season oh, after the time. season's going at least you guys like, gotta wait like, damn uh, i yeah, gotta do wait now that's nice yeah, yeah. Like, see we wouldn't complain you would if maybe we had look week. forward to like a game of thrones episode then yeah. that that you know but that's gone too now <laughs> yep. so have you ever considered or i guess lately um think or thinking about fighting above your class or like moving weight classes up um yeah like um maybe later on you know but I, i'm just so yeah. set on like i, I want to just you know really just you know keep 
you know itching towards that that number one spot or title yeah. fight you know that's just like a goal but yeah i, I was fighting at 155 like on the regional scene right. and my first three fights in the ufc and then uh, i fought you know welterweights at you know 170 as well so i can that's i can insane. bounce around and yeah. Um, 170 yeah that's a big but even that that's i have a to big, cut weight like nor normally I'll, I'll walk around at like 185 ish but i'm like i've been so strict on my diet and uh, just working out like regimen just because i'm planning for the end of the year even yeah. though nothing lined up but i'm just hoping to get some stuff so i'm i'm so light right like right now i don't see this weight until like a week and a half before a fight and i don't even have anything planned just sitting, that's why rolling, i look sick you know like, <laughs> I, 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 I had three workouts today and then i Damn. i'm so tired what does that look like, like can you walk us through like eating obviously not specific yeah. workouts but just what does your day look like when you're training uh, that's why i say like it's like for me it's it's year around um but like i said day every day but sunday and then i was like you know lifting as well while i was in vegas but like today I, I worked with my strength coach um for like 90 minutes and then i i had just a little break then i worked with my jujitsu coach uh for 90 minutes and then and we're going kind of hard today was like i started going a little higher intensity i've just been drilling a lot but now we kind of picking up we're just trying to like you know just put deposits in every week you know so yeah, it'll pay right. off when i fight and uh just trying to push push it and put me in weird uh, or just awkward positions I haven't been in for like 16 months or so. Yeah. And uh, so I did that. I was fucking exhausted. And then um, and then I had to go work with, uh, you know, a Muay Thai coach. And uh, and he, he killed me, man. It's like, it's like last week, like we, we came in and he's like, all right, we're going to, you know, warm up. And then he's like, okay, we're going to go uh, like, it's almost like a fight simulation. I thought he said three five minute rounds. You know, so it's like it's like a fight, you know. But he's we're throwing the volume is crazy and kicks, elbows, knees, like hard shots. And if it's not powerful, he's like he keeps having me run it back, and the volume's nonstop. I got to the third, and I and I'm only having a minute rest in between. Mm -hmm. It's it's that is tougher than a fight because you're still dancing around, moving, like throwing one two shots. You can right. you know reset. And then uh, he's like, come on. That's I was like, I thought it was three. Movement. He's like, oh, no, we're doing five fives today. Oh, I was like, what fuck. the hell? Oh, so I was dead. Yeah, and then, and then today we did all these, yeah, just crazy stuff. So I, I, was, I was dead after the first two minutes, but I went for an hour, you know, just. Uh, and then I rushed home, just, you know, shower, got ready. And then, like, I haven't really had it. And you wow. blessed us with your I presence. Had, had Jeez. A, yeah, a little piece of fruit. <laughs> Thank I'm you, so man. hungry. But dude, well, on that note, dude. we are going to close out. But do, <laughs> do you have anything new coming up? Anything you want to promote? Yeah. Any, your, you know, your Instagram, all of that stuff, man. Yeah, just my, you know, I have a, a Instagram. It's just Josh Emmett UFC. And cool. On the screen? Yep. Yeah, got and it and on my, there. my Twitter is the same thing. I have a, a Facebook page, Josh Emmett. And, cool. Uh, anything um you can go to joshimmett.com that's my my website and just things that i uh i kind of support you know um everything's kind of listed on there like my sponsors and, and awesome. things like that so cool that's dope it's man. amazing well thank you for coming we really appreciate yeah, hearing man, that whole, awesome. that's your story is dope and it's inspiring and a lot of people are gonna hear this and i think they're gonna love you a lot more and we have a good hometown sacramento yeah. following and i think that your story is gonna inspire them cool. so that's yeah. pretty dope and uh thank you guys for listening and, and watch the attention. fuck out because this guy's um, coming to kick some ass <laughs> yep make sure you subscribe make sure you like and share whatever you can to help us monetize this yeah. bitch thank you so much thanks guys you guys Take have care. a good one this shit's insane.